You're listening to the Cornerstone Buzzcast, a ministry resource of Cornerstone Church in Auburn, Alabama. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cornerstone Buzzcast. Rusty Hudson here, lead pastor at Cornerstone. This is uh, our last episode during this Lent series of these podcasts that we've been doing. We appreciate everybody uh, dialing in with us. Uh, we've gotten some really good feedback from you, and um, and we're grateful for that. And uh, so we're going to wrap this one up today. My guest is Jill Harris today. So Jill, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. This is the first time I've done this, so I am a little nervous. Uh, come on, <laughs> you're, you're going to do great. It's going to be really good. Even though I know most people probably know who you are, some people may not know you know, a lot of your personal information. Sure. So why don't you share a little bit of that? Sure. So I'm married to Dan, and he works over at Auburn University. And we have three children that are pretty grown up now. Um, our oldest works in Atlanta, and our middle daughter, Hope, is a junior at Auburn University. And we have a son, Sam, who is a freshman at a small school in Texas, but he is home right now. Nice. And I've been on staff here at Cornerstone for about 11 years. We've been here as a family for about 15 years. We started before um, this church opened here uh, at the Skate Center and um, kind of walked in the doors and loved it from day one. Yeah. We've been here ever since. Yeah, I remember when y'all first came, before you came, Dan gave me a call and we had a long conversation <laughs> as I was parked out in front of the office, old office over there on Stage Road. And uh, that was a good time. This seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? I know, it Golly. does. And sometimes, somehow it seems just like yesterday, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, today uh, we're going to wrap up this series by talking about another spiritual discipline and um, one that I know some people probably struggle with in this day and age of constant communication and we're just on our phones all the time and all that. But it's the it's the discipline of silence and solitude. And to me, it just seems like um, this is one that our world could use a lot more of. Although I have to say right now we're dealing with the coronavirus <laughs> and everybody's quarantined at home and there's probably way too much silence and solitude. But nonetheless, it's not... It's not just that we have that, it's, it's really what we do with it um, that makes the difference mm-hmm. there. It really makes it um, a discipline for us. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think about that, Jill? Well, I um, agree. I think this is one area that we as Christ followers really struggle with. I hear this so often in the community groups that I'm in and have been a part of over the years. We as people really struggle just to make room for silence and solitude in our hectic lives. And it can really impact our ability to grow in our faith. Um, We can get so caught up in the hustle and the bustle and all the thoughts that we're constantly bombarded with and the noise around us, and it really can make it hard for us to see and to hear and to know God. And I think in that, we can miss the blessing of a deep and a rich relationship um, with our Heavenly Father. Mm. And I think you know, because of the noise and the pace of our lives, we really need to be able to unplug and to get away from the distractions of life in order to be alone with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know about your world, but my world, I tend to jam it just full of all sorts of things. Absolutely. And when I'm not doing something, I got my phone in front of me and I'm filling the time with maybe social media or checking my email you know, doing that kind of stuff. So it's like yeah. we're so used to having something in front of us and in our eyes and, and on our mind. And mm-hmm. so I'm just imagining this is a really good one for all of us to to really think about. So when you think about silence and solitude, though, like what comes to mind to you for those two things? 
Yeah, for me, I think of silence and solitude as um, a time and a place where we can be quiet and calm and alone with God. Um, Solitude and silence help us make space in our lives for communion with God, for fellowship with Him. You know, it's a time and a space where it's just God and us, where we can hear from Him, where we can be comforted from the chaos of life and and be recalibrated and, you know, refreshed. Um, I've loved how I've seen it referred to um, this solitude and silence as sacred silence or mm-hmm. undistracted devotion. Mm-hmm. I just love those um, references to solitude and silence. Um, you know, it's a place where we can be open and vulnerable before God. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, really, this time spent alone with God has been foundational to shaping my faith and growing my relationship with the Father. It's a discipline that's a huge and vital part of my day-to-day walk with Jesus, and I'm pretty passionate about it, but I will say it has not been easy, um, and it isn't easy in our world today, um, but it's something that when practiced, it can um, become a habit and can really help us grow in our faith and in our relationship with God. So wait a minute, let me get this straight. You're not doing this perfectly? I am not doing this perfectly <laughs> by any stretch, for yeah. sure. Well, you know, again, it's something that we have to be intentional about. But I love the idea you were just talking about the fact that it's it's sacred. Mm-hmm. And I think when we, um, you know, it's one thing just to be quiet and be alone, but it's another thing when we declare that sacred time, yeah. and then we give the space where we are make that a sacred space. Mm-hmm. And then once we do that, it's like nothing else allowed here in this moment. Nothing allowed in this place. This is sacred, and it's yeah. just between you and God. And I think that if we can elevate it to that place, that's when it becomes good stuff. And we're not so overwhelmed with all the worries and cares of the day. And, you know, we're just not going to let the enemy have that place. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the um, biblical foundation for this. Like when, when you go to scripture and you read scripture, like what comes to mind with silence and solitude? Yeah, well, first, I think um, most of us can remember where Jesus retreated from the world for solitude and silence um, to spend time with his father regularly during his ministry. I mean, he spent 40 days in the desert wilderness and prepared him for ministry. And, you know, I think we have a hard time spending four minutes (laughs) sometimes doing that in our worlds, but it was important for him. Um, He spent the night alone in the wilderness before he chose his disciples. After feeding the 5,000, he retreated by himself into the hills. Often before he preached and taught, Jesus got alone with the Father. Um, we read about that even this morning in our. We did an online staff devotion oh, this yeah. morning, and zoomed Luke, in. We were zoomed good. in, and um, we were reading about Jesus healing a leper in Luke five, and um, people were coming to him to be healed, but he took the time to withdraw to pray and to spend time with his Father. And we see that over and over again in the Gospels that. Jesus, that withdrawing and retreating and going to a desolate place and being quiet and alone with the Father was a regular rhythm for him. And I feel like if he needed it, uh, we need it too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we can also find some encouragement um, in the Psalms about spending time alone with God. Psalm 4610, and I love this one, says, Be still and know that I am God. Mm. And Psalm 63, verses 5 and 6 My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. Mm. Yeah, those are really good. I I think that, you know, kind of taking that idea, be still and know that I'm God, um, 
It's it's like, how will we really connect with God if we can't be still, not f- just physically, but in our heart, in our mind? You know, I'm like, oftentimes I just don't give God space in my whole day because I'm so busy. And when I'm not physically busy, my mind is busy. And uh, and I think that, you know, the psalmist was onto something. You know, mm-hmm. David was like, listen, I have to learn how to do this. I have to sit still in my heart and in my mind and then know that God is there with me. And it's yes. going to take a little time when we do that in order for that to happen. So we have to sit patiently, maybe be quiet for a few minutes um, and really kind of give God that space. And, you know, Jesus, like you said, Jesus had to do that too, mm-hmm. the Son of God. Yes. I mean, you know, he had to break away from the crowd mm-hmm. and uh, and really the work that he loved and wanted mm-hmm. to do. And he had to physically power down and rest, and then he had to find a way to be alone with his Heavenly Father and uh, to reconnect with him. And that's the only way that he could keep doing what God was already calling him to do, uh, was to sort of get filled up, get mm-hmm. empowered, and then get ready to go back out there and do it again. But um, So, yeah, if it was good enough for Jesus, <laughs> well, it's good enough for all of us, I that's think. That's right. Yeah, so, I agree. All right, so, um, you know, kind of with that foundation laid there, Let's talk about what what does it look like practically, because uh, this is something we want to offer folks is just in in my everyday life, week to week, you know, what do I do? What are some things that I can do to make this work? Yeah, um, I think making time and space for meeting with our Heavenly Father, maybe early morning is the best time for this for some people. And some people are better at night and prefer another time of day, Mm. maybe after the kids are in bed. Um, I feel like we often make it seem harder than it needs to be. You know, I suggest designating a space uh, for your time with the Lord. Maybe you use a devotional or or a Bible and you're following a Bible reading plan, um, something that can help you get focused on Him, um, to switch your thoughts from the things of the world to, you know, the things of heaven or the things of God. Um, I need that. I know when I want to spend time with God, I need to set my heart on Him and my mind on Him and, you know, my affections for Him. I love small devotional books. I think um, they've really ministered to me over the years. Mm. Um, There's wonderful devotional material on the Bible apps that are out there, Mm. um, many others that you can download. I know some people really enjoy soft Christian music playing in the background. I know that doesn't sound like silence maybe to Mm. some folks listening, but I think sometimes that can drown out the rest of the noise and help Mm -hmm. us focus on Him. and, you know, can kind of help us drown out all those thoughts in our heads and the things that we need to be doing um, mm-hmm. so that we can be more focused on God. I know I love journaling, um, and, and prayer can also be a part of your time with God, of your solitude and your silence, you know, writing down what He's saying to you and how He and His Word are encouraging you. God speaks to us through His Word, and there will be things when I'm in my devotion time or my time of silence and solitude that will just really leap off the page of Scripture and mm. onto my heart. And, um, you know, I can dig into it a little bit more and, you know, ask what God is saying to me in that and through that and allow His Word to teach me and to comfort me and to transform me and to guide me mm. um, in the time that I spend with Him. I like to journal each day, and I just keep a really simple notebook, and mm. I, you know, I suggest that. Or even people today like to use their iPads for that. Um, and 
As I was getting ready for this, I went back and looked and, you know, I've saved most of the journals I've used over the years, probably have 10 or 15 years Mm. worth worth of little notebooks. But I love to go back and look at the many ways that God spoke to me during different times and different seasons and how, you know, how he answered prayer um, Mm. in those times. I think, you know, the point is like to stop. You almost have to give yourself a visual stop sign. Stop doing, stop producing, stop entertaining, stop obsessing, stop running and racing and being connected and just be with God. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that, you know, journaling is a really Mm -hmm. great way to focus your time when you're doing that, you know, Um, have that quiet time of prayer. Uh, I like to pray before I read scripture because I think that we need the Holy Spirit to help yes, help good. us understand what mm-hmm. we're reading. In many cases, a lot of people come to me, well, how do I understand the Bible? There are things that can help us, but there's nothing better than the Holy Spirit in praying Absolutely. that he would come in, calm our mind, mm-hmm. calm our heart mm-hmm. uh, as we read that he would make clear to us what God is trying to say to us and then how we're supposed to apply that. Like, what does this mean for me today? You know, again, writing it down makes it real. I like to have a pen in my hand when I'm reading mm-hmm. my Bible, if yeah. I'm not reading it on my phone, uh, underlining, you know, all that kind of stuff is just is is good in those moments. Um and uh, and it's one way that if we're if we're focused enough, you know, we can hear God speaking to mm-hmm. us in those times, and then we're ready to go out and you know do what He's calling us to do. But That's as right. you said, the point of all of that, because sometimes we can also make that a religious doing rather mm-hmm. than uh, something that's connecting us to God better. That's but right. it's really at the end of the day, it's about being. It's mm-hmm. about you know we're not human doings, we're human beings, and so we want to be with God in that moment and let Him do His good work in our lives. So that's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, I think for some people, finding that time and that space to truly get away is is not easy. You know, mm. you live in a noisy dorm or an ap- apartment or you're surrounded by young children or, you know, you've got busy jobs and lots of people and noise in your life. But mm. you can make the most of any quiet time and space you can grab and God will bless those efforts. Um, you know, maybe you're only alone for your only alone time might be in your car and your drive to work or in the shower or you know, while eating lunch at your desk or in the carpool pickup line, you know, maybe you pass a bench or something like that between classes at the university when classes will be back in session, Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully soon. But um, these may be your only Sabbath moments, those moments of quiet where um, it can be, you know, you can read a passage of scripture, write it down on an index card or a sticky note and carry it with you and refer back to it throughout the day. Um, maybe put it above your sink or in your bathroom mirror or on your dashboard. Just stay encouraged and just continue to grow in God's word and allow him to speak to you and influence you as you mm-hmm. go about your day. Um, I was, you know, thinking about, I used to use a devotional basket and I loved it because I could, I created this container where I would put my notebook and pen and devotional material in my Bible, and I would just set it on the table or next to the chair. So, you know, it was ready to go and a good visual reminder for me, too, to take the time with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. You know, Becky, um, and you know this, but when our boys were younger, she she was all about the sticky notes. Yeah. And uh, she would write... Not just the reference, but she'd write the whole passage on a sticky note. She'd have like, um, I just remember seeing them lined up on the mirror in the bathroom and uh, or maybe on their mirror in their room. And it was just one way that we could keep, you know, encouraging scriptures in front of them, you know, just to remind them who they are, Mm -hmm. whose they are, uh, to have that courage as they go throughout the day to know that God is with them and, you know, just all those kinds of good things. And um, there's something important about having the word uh, around us all Absolutely. the time that, that 
kind of helps that. Yeah. So I think it's great to let your children know that this practice of sil- silence and solitude is important to you, and I think it can encourage them as well. Especially like now, where everybody's at home and mm. you may be surrounded by your children, you're wondering when am I going to get any silence and mm. solitude with my house full of my children, twenty four seven. But you know, let them see you spend some time with God. Mm-hmm. Maybe you carve out fifteen minutes in the afternoon each day, and you say, "Hey." You know, if your kids are old enough, give them their Bibles. I'm going to take my Bible, and we're going to spend a little time with the Lord by mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you can come out of that and just share what um, you know the Lord has taught you through your time, through the time in His Word. Yeah, you know, it's funny because talking about like especially moms with mm-hmm. kids, I always think about <clears throat> um, John Wesley. He was the founder of Methodism. Yes. He was one of a lot of children, like 14, I think, siblings. But his mom, Susanna Wesley. Uh, she would somewhere in her day when she needed to get away and pray in the midst of 14 children, I can't imagine how that must have gone, but (laughs) she had this big apron that she wore and she would throw the apron up over her head. And when all the kids saw her do that, there was like, do not mess with mom right now because she is praying. She is reading scripture. She is, she's not here, even though she's here. And that was her way of, of saying, look, I need this time. And I uh, love you, but I need this time to be with God, and that's how I'm going to be a better mother. But she had this way of doing that just to to find some of that silence and solitude. And I think about all, especially young moms mm-hmm. and, you know, folks at home or yeah. grandparents or whatever, you know, they, you got to have some of that time for sure. That was definitely a creative way to do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think it was just a, out of necessity exactly. for her. So, you know, I'm thinking about what we're talking about, Jill, and it's like three things come to mind with this. Number one, mm-hmm. be intentional because this will not happen by accident. Right. It won't just like one day you go, you know, oh, look at me. I'm being silent and I'm in solitude. You know, it's like this is something we have to think about and prepare for and, and make room for in our life. So I think be intentional, probably be consistent, which would make it a habit, you know, mm-hmm. just like all the rest of these that we've been talking about. Put it in your life on a regular basis and then be open to what God has uh, for you when you're in those moments, you know, it's like uh, I would say that, you know, this is a time when we can really let God do some good work on us. And that's right. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Um, those are three great ways to think about this. And, you know, it's not a silence and solitude in itself is not really a goal uh, to, you know, pr- a goal to attain, but really yeah. something to press into and even small steps in the that direction, the right direction will impact our faith and our relationship with the Lord in big ways. Um, I was, you know, thinking about years ago when I was struggling with this, the idea of spending time alone with God, and I had three small children at home, and someone encouraged me to consider this time with God as not just another spiritual to-do or something to be checked off of a long list of stuff to get done, but to truly see Jesus in it. And Mm. she suggested that I designate a time and a specific place for my daily appointment with God and then to just picture Jesus there waiting for me. Mm -hmm. So when I got up in the morning, I could, you know, see Jesus waiting for me at my dining room table and just waiting to spend time with me and knowing that the Savior of the world wanted to draw me into a daily fellowship with Him and that, you know, that He was um, willing to sit and wait for me Mm. was so powerful. It was hard to walk past that and get on with my day without taking time um, to spend with Him and... um, you know, the more time I spent with him, the more my affection for him grew and my mm. desire to spend time with him grew too. And so over the years, my Sabbath moments became more something that I really needed to do and wanted to do and longed to do um, rather than just a 
something I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we make it more of a religious to do, then mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's not going to work yeah. that way. But I love that visual of knowing that Jesus is there waiting for us. Yes. You know, he's like, I, I would love to talk to you. I'm ready to do that. So um, I'm going to land us right here with this Psalm. Psalm 62, one through two just says this. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And I think right there, you know, just finding rest in God. That's what he's looking for to help mm-hmm. us. And, and we want to do that. So, Jill, thanks for being here and a part of this. I appreciate it. Um, that was so good. And I know that um, there's probably somebody out there that would love to talk with you at some point and find out exactly how you do that. So uh, they could certainly connect with you. On I'd that. be happy to help. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, well, thanks to all of you for listening in with us. I appreciate you tracking with us through this Lent season. And um, please stay connected just through all of our social media, weekly news updates for everything that uh, we've got going on uh, during the year. And I'm just praying for all of you that God will bless you as you seek Him with all your heart.